Hi, and welcome to Irish Writers Podcast. We are three unpublished writers trying to make our way to publication. I'm Kate, and I'm writing a fantasy fiction novel. I'm here with Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy, and I'm writing a rom-com crime novel. I'm also here with Moira. Hi, uh, I'm writing an action comedy screenplay. Okay, what role does the act of listening play in your storytelling? Meaning, we can listen to the world around us, to conversations, to people, to our own inner, inner workings. So, um, how does that play? I suppose in screenplay, you know, you're, you're talking dialogue, okay? And, you know, you're talking about how people... I, like, okay, for you mentioned that we did a table read. So at some point, probably in what I would call draft one of my screenplay... Um, the writers club, <laughs> basically, were my actors for a day, and um, read everything. And I I read the um the instructional uh, lines and then assigned parts to everyone, and everyone I think had four parts. And some people, yeah. was it you that Kate that ended up talking to yourself for a while? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that happens on a regular basis. <laughs> but it's two different people. Yeah. But um, and that was that was really useful because. You know, when you write dialogue, and sometimes when, you know, you watch film with dialogue, and I'm looking at you, George Lucas, and you, the dialogue isn't, um, isn't like anyone would speak it. And I think then hearing it then, having, so I recorded it, um, and listened back to it, and, you know, I had, I kind of made a few notes while I was, while we were reading, but, but very few, and it really kind of, yeah, made me kind of go, well, that doesn't work, or that might work as a sentence on paper, but it doesn't work as a sentence out loud. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like important. And I think the other thing about and the other thing about dialogue, and actually it makes me really angry when I see it or hear it, mm-hmm. is when you have characters that are acting but not reacting or not mm-hmm. they're saying their lines, but they're not actually having a back and forth. It's like the worst kind of type yeah. of like where they're just like, I've been paid to say my lines and I'm not engaging with uh-huh. that these those lines actually intersect with other lines. Um and sometimes that's a feature of the writing and sometimes it's a feature of the acting and directing and all the other things that mm-hmm. make it up. Um and I think that this at least to facilitate an idea that your characters are listening. I mean, sometimes they're not listening. Sometimes they're deliberately not yeah. listening. I have yeah. plenty of occasions where someone says something and no one reacts to it because that person says things like that all the time and mm-hmm. they're not useful or helpful yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's probably part of the humour is that, is, you know, there's those things. But And that sometimes, you know, we all pick and choose what we react to and what we respond to. Right. So that you're not using the same call and response through the dialogue that sometimes there's a call and it's left empty (laughs) or sometimes you know there's two calls and instead of answering the second one it's back to the first one Mm -hmm. um or you know like yeah there's there's this kind of element of the the dialogue going back and forth i don't i don't know about me as a listener (laughs) i think i'm very mouthy so stumped by this one because it never it's never occurred to me before I, I don't I don't know if I'm just waiting for John to burst in and go you never <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it never occurred to you to this one before he actually paid us to, <laughs> to bring this question up yeah. now it's all making sense <laughs> that's, that's been the purpose of this podcast all along. <laughs> it's just to tell me to listen more I like it 
<laughs> it's been time well spent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what about yours? Let, let, me, let me hear some more of this and then I will thank you. Yeah, I was thinking... Okay, so... Just, like, hearing new... Like, reading paper or, or just seeing people interact with each other or hearing about things that are going on in the world and you have that a reaction mm-hmm. or you have you know you start processing these things and kind of listening to that's what i mean like listening your inner thoughts and trying to resolve okay. and how how it it comes out in your storytelling or how mm-hmm. that you know a moment um you see something and you're like that's just not right okay and, oh, so it's and or, or and yeah, and then somehow it, it ends up in whatever you, uh, so, you're so writing. Things, things that are at the top of your mind or things you're struggling with at a given time. Things, things that you see that are like yeah. the good, bad, and the ugly, yeah. you know. And I guess that what I'm talking about by listening is y- you pause long enough to hear something, okay. what, it, what it's saying or what your interpretation is. Yeah, I don't think there's any of that in my book. <laughs> I really don't. I'm like, huh. Okay. So, so maybe this is... A, is your book not... Is there not elements of your book that are working out struggles you've had or interactions you've had or problems you've had or... No. Like... Oh. <laughs> okay. They're like, move on to book two. <laughs> oh, like... No, they're really not. Like, the whole purpose of my book is to tell a funny story. Like, and... Do you know, I guess, like, if there's like any sort of moral undercurrent, it's that anybody given the right opportunities mm-hmm. will steal, mm-hmm. and some people will feel okay about that, and some people will feel really badly about that, and the guilt will force them to do good things, and other people will be like, I stole it and it's mine, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care what happens afterwards. Do you know, and it's, I guess, mm-hmm. there is that kind of, but it's a very undercurrent, do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, the whole purpose of the book really is to is to tell a funny story. Like yeah. it's 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 a it's yeah. not deep. You know? <laughs> like, I wish it, does, it were. Yeah. It doesn't but, have to be deep though. Yeah. I think because like, I I would think that like I'm talking about I'm talking about things I've experienced. Um, not not the shooting or the shooting. <laughs> um, you know, um, like it's a it's a, yeah. exaggerated. <laughs> some places, some places, it's completely not. Um, but the ways of interacting in work, and I think like a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the drive for my characters is just not seeing things and not, like not understanding the situation or, I don't say this right at all, like, you know, having certain values, that, so values that clash with your organisational values mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of not realising how, how important that is. Not that I think they're aware of their own values. Mm-hmm. They're aware on some level, they're very aware of their organisational values, but not really, it's the, the old cognitive dissonance. Right. It's not really like, you know, really kind of realising how that gap is never going to narrow. You or know? how detrimental it can be. Yeah. 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 So I like, that's not, that's not a big new idea or anything like no, that. Yeah. But it's like, it's definitely something I've struggled with, you know? Mm-hmm. And you see, and I think my book is inward facing. So mm-hmm. all the characters are kind of fragments of me, if you know what I mean. Because people have read the book and they're like, oh, is this X and is this Y? And I'm yeah. like, no, they're all yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. They're you're all, Tolstoy, Cathy. Yeah. 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 You're Tolstoy. Just like, they're all just fra- and, like, and it is totally inward facing. Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference. 
that yeah, it, it's yeah. me talking to myself and yeah. entertaining myself and it's not really but even in engaging that, with the outside world mm-hmm. yeah, but even in that fragmentation of you are you not then listening to other to these different part, parts no. and possibilities of and yourself and I think maybe I should be because I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've explored a weakness here where I'm like I, and you know and like I have taken elements of like like what you were talking about earlier about the sound and mm-hmm. how things sound mm-hmm. and, and, and like listening to the world around you and kind of trying to put that into the book yeah. and I have done some parts of that with like trying to bring in different accents or like you know news readers right. versus like you know all sorts of things but no I, I, I honestly don't think really the characters listen to each other well, and I, I feel like I should go back and edit this. Yeah. So maybe they don't have to. Maybe they're not listening to each other. They don't have feature. To <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah. It's not really working at anything. I think it's because it's just... It doesn't but that could be no, no, it doesn't have to be working. <laughs> Thanks but for you yeah. like, well, I'm just saying, like, to say, like I think that um, when um, someone comes to actually really document the crimes you've committed, <laughs> yeah. they they will start with this book yeah, and how so it showed your fragmented personality. Um, I'm from there, really. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you're just li- you're listening to a need yeah. to laugh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Kind of or like be... engage with the absurdity of the various facets of your, and the fact that you, we all have contra- contradictory character facets, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like, and I think that is yeah. it because I think you know, I think it's interesting to see yourself react in one mm-hmm. situation and then react in a different situation, or to give out to somebody about something you would totally do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like when somebody overreacts, and you're like, you're totally overreacting, yeah. knowing yourself that you always overreact. So I think it is kind of mm-hmm. interesting to explore those sort of aspects. Um, but yeah, it's very. I think it's just very inward looking. Whereas I think maybe your your works are kind of outward facing, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm. I know it's kind of a philosophical question, and yeah. maybe it's not right. the right question for this hour. Yeah. But um, I, I like to just kind of let an idea sit and just kind of mm-hmm. listen and see what what it's saying, what I'm trying to say. And like, for example, in the book, I think there's this, I mean, it's not, maybe it's not as obvious in my book, but just seeing how this idea of celebrities and like a celebrity has more of a say in politics than a person who actually studies mm-hmm. that, that subject. And to me, it like it seems ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely, it, it's absurd. And so I think, in this world that I've created, I I've tried to kind of make it a bit absurd in this kind of like idealism that people are like, oh, you have to be tall, you have to be thin, you have to be this and that. Yeah, and I actually of... think that's really interesting that you're doing it then from a point of view of a character who is a celebrity mm-hmm. as opposed to and he hates God, it. all celebrities are ridiculous <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like, well this is what it would feel like to be inside this you know, especially mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you know uh, I think that's very interesting yeah, yeah. so uh, anyway, just, just kind of listening to the culture and listening to the, the yeah. people struggling with their ideas of who they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and you're like, no, 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 no why? Why were you? Why would you? Be? Anyway, yeah. I'm not. I'm not pinpointing any but I, but certain I think, person um, or any kind of kind of person. Well, yeah, I, it's but I just think a, that idea, an idea. You, you give of, that space to think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I absolutely feel the silence. Like there is something <laughs> happening on every line. Yeah, do you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it is. But I think I think moving. there's stuff happening with your stuff as well. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, yeah, like. 
Um, <laughs> whether you like it or not, Kathy. Whoa. I wasn't saying there wasn't. I know. <laughs> wow, that took an evil turn. <laughs> All this time, Kate is in fact being the evil genius of the group. Wow. <laughs> you don't see my hands, but I'm like... Steepening them. I'm burning. Uh, I'm burning. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I, I think there's something about writing. Like, I, I know that I think through writing. You know, that when I have... <laughs> say complex thoughts which is yeah. rare um you know when things i can't or, or problems that i can't n- n- properly figure out i get stuck unless i write it down and writing it down lets me move on to the next part of the book there's always that element of like you know and i think that that the, i think when you write you whether you're trying to or not you you it gets imbued with your personal philosophy it gets mm-hmm. imbued oh, with things that you think yeah, are, yeah, yeah. are issues and things for you at the moment and I think like that um, I'm sure as you you know change and grow and get older that the things that you struggle with and the things that you you know mm-hmm. like write are, are different and um, or change over the course of your life or depending on what's going on mm-hmm. um, I've had just a strange week where I felt so really the story mm-hmm. I'm writing is kind of like it's a story from 10 or 15 years ago in my life you know mm-hmm. um, and this week I ended up back there and <laughs> I was shocked and I it's just a funny thing because I hadn't kind of properly realised how much I'd moved on in a way I was ready to write the story because I thought the story was done for me that mm-hmm. I was you know was sealed up in a in a box and I was like oh I actually could talk about this now because because I, I'm not I'm really distant from it and then it just kind of made me kind of go oh god yeah this is like, I think you know yeah, awful that you're back there 10 yeah. years ago but yes. I think really good for your writing <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole new scene <laughs> Um, but I yeah, think it's good yeah. because you're like reliving it with a second sight. Oh, Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So and, like, and, I and it is also the second sight of like what I have learned since the last time I experienced yeah. this. Um, what again, you know, what I what not just what I would have done differently, but what I simply did do differently as a result mm-hmm. of having mm-hmm. that experience and reflected on it and you know and moved forward from it. Yeah. Um, which again, it's, it just it was just kind of like wow, I really yeah, it was. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting because like your characters, you know, just because that's the way everybody writes, you probably had them pretty much the same level experiencing those issues. Mm. Whereas now you've got kind of the second side, <laughs> the second go around, yeah, yeah. and you can move one of those characters to the yeah. next level, yeah. and then they'll be at different levels. If yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Experiencing it. You know, not differently. The first time yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also change the name of the character. That's the nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> is that therapeutic? Is it case? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just need to draw it on a piece of paper <laughs> and then find your place before yeah. you publish it. Um, and uh, like, the, there's I'm just going to say there's something that happened to me that I, I cannot ever make it into a screenplay because no one will believe it. Is an older male colleague asked me to impersonate him to his credit card company once. Oh. And like I was like, I actually laughed because I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. And like you know, that's like a really absurd moment. You know, I can't ever put that in anywhere because people would think that is so unbelievable. But that actually happened. (laughs) And you know what? There's parts in my book where I'm like, you know, people won't believe this. So I've produced evidence. in the real world and, and here is my evidence here is my like article from the newspaper yeah. here is my like you know, it happens it's real but I think yeah obviously my evidence is going to get cut um, yeah I keep saying take it out Kathy no one cares but I'm like it's real it's real yeah I know and it is that the truth being stranger in fiction and there's a funny thing about fiction then 
um, it's like um, I used to paint a lot. I haven't in a while, but I remember something about. I remember painting my dog or doing a model of my dog at the time who was this little current terrier who honestly slept like she was dead she looked like <laughs> she was dead and I did a model of her that was like and everyone was like you've just done this, this thing of a dead dog. dog and I was like no she's asleep she looks like that and I teacher saying something like so another challenge with art is not just representing life but maybe making it look more believable <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I just thought, you know, if I was really good at art, I was really good at replicating something I had seen, you know, like, yeah. instead, of, instead of like, you know, actually, well, even more, uh, there's this hyper realism. There's a thing where what's real is not like when the truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I could put that story about, you know, imperson- being asked to impersonate someone um, and it would be ridiculous. It would be so ridiculous. Well, I mean, even if, if imagine if it fit, it would still be like take that out because that would never happen. And I'm like, yeah, it did happen, but it, it doesn't matter because it. But for me, all I can think about now is that poor art teacher. She <laughs> 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 was teaching teenagers. There was like, a lot worse. In the you class. take this home. <laughs> yeah. You're not leaving this home. You. I want you to leave before I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a lot worse in that class. There was a lot of teenage boys in that class. Oh, so no. yeah. <laughs> no, they just went for grotesque and gross oh, you know, and everything. Oh, yeah. Well. But anyway, <laughs> but I don't think there's there is an element then of telling the story in a way that is believable, even if it's <laughs> the truth right. is less believable. You yeah, know, there's something yeah. about like if you're not just trying to replicate life, you know, in a way that kind of gives you a story arc. You're trying to. I don't know. And I think I am. Yeah. I think I'm trying to keep it as close to life as I possibly can. Yeah. Me too, right? Yeah. But there's some things about life that aren't, you know, that you have to tweak to make them fit your story. And sometimes or you actually should, sometimes you should dial them down <laughs> as well as dial them up, yeah. you know? I'm more of a dial them up girl. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm always a drama. <laughs> well, I'm going to change gears okay. to a very different topic and okay. um, it's topic of putting your writing out there okay now um how have you done that um so well i've done it um through the blog so i have a blog homemade by committee uh, always try to pitch that and um <laughs> i've done it to that so i i've the blog's been running for about got a year and a half now I think at this stage and to be honest when I started it my writing was very different sort of style and um, it was very stilted and you know that sort of thing whereas through the blog I really found my voice and I find that like even writing it it's much faster the topics they just come to me and you know and I kind of as well it's about writing to that deadline mm. you know that's really helped so so that is kind of one way that I've put it out there and uh, the other way is through the classes that I am totally addicted to and um, so I go to all these kind of classes and online ones and, and classroom ones so it's and not necessarily just like to you agents or competitions no no I've kind of just put like classes and whoever will read anybody yeah well to a limit I don't really spread around my friends and family yeah um because they're not into writing to be honest and they're not writers and um they will give me probably the feedback that I want to hear and they'll tell me that it's awesome. They've never read anything better. And God, jeez, I'm just great. Um, so to my family. <laughs> really? Opposite. <laughs> so, yeah. So I kind of put it as that. And then I've also... 
um, engaged with a developmental editor. Mm -hmm. And so I've started working with her and I have a deadline in October that may or may not happen. Beatings, Cathy. Remember yeah. the beatings. <laughs> yeah, it better happen. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I've done it. I haven't really... I'm, I'm not ready, I think. I don't have a piece that's polished enough yet to go out to agents and to publishers or that sort of thing. Well, I'll probably go to agents, to be honest, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of just shopping around scenes from the book or um, just pieces that I've written. I'm yeah. just kind of getting almost general feedback general on feedback. how I write rather than what I've written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I've been at. Yeah, I've t- just recently started to put it out there. Yeah. So um, sent it out to a few agents, some, some competitions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I, well, I needed a big, big push <laughs> to do that. In fact, somebody yeah. needed to be there to watch me push, yes. submit. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it's a difficult thing. It's almost like when you're crossing a sound barrier Yeah. when you're doing that. Because it's very... Um, I don't know. You could even say, like, with our writers group, you know, I was putting it out. Yeah, we were absolutely. all putting it out yeah, there. Because... Yeah. And it's a very safe environment to do that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which is great. And it was perfect for me starting out mm. and learning and getting the criticism from people that I trust. And how do you feel now, now that you've done that, now that you've taken that big step and you've like thrown it out to agencies, thrown it out to like the wider world? It's not quite ready for an agent okay. yet. Mm-hmm. So, but, but but putting it out there helped me to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that, that was a very really big step. Huge step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes a bit of... Uh, therapy, <laughs> talking to yourself and yeah. talking, mm. just saying it's okay, you know. Well, see, this is this. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's I'm not going to be perfect, and yeah. it's okay. You, you'll improve, and yeah. this will all be a good. Yeah, I'm all about like, thing. what's the worst can happen? Like the very worst happen is they're like, "This is crap," and you're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that you already. Know, yeah, you're tell like, tell me something I didn't know. Yeah, you're like, so like that's very worse that can happen I'm yeah. like I'm all about just throwing it out there what about you what have you done how have you done it um, yeah I suppose I guess posted on your blog oh you did yes uh, yes if you want to read about space dinosaurs and <laughs> how to cope with being single because it's awesome you can check out Kathy's blog <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually I suppose I blogged for years as well but mine was yeah. a really kind of rambling kind of you know basically a journal online kind of thing Um. uh so I suppose how I got over the the real kind of first writing hurdle was not doing the academic work really that I did, but when I kind of I suppose it was when, I think it was when I finished my PhD, I started working in the area that I work in now, mm-hmm. and I work in um, proposal writing mostly for um, competitive research grants, and one of the first big proposals I worked on. Um, we did a sort of writing in a group, and I, so in the field that I come from, a political theorist, we write alone. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't collaborate. We you know we we just write alone, and and then in the field everyone criticizes each other, and that's fun for all. Um, and <laughs> so if you go so into if you go into yeah engineering and sciences, there's a lot more collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where I was working at the time, uh, we were like in more in that field, and I was working on a proposal and. It turns out that my skill set is opposite to like uh, those people, and that was very useful because I come from a really writing discipline. 
And what would happen, I think, is that we wrote we wrote a, polo- a proposal collaboratively. So I wrote it with like three or four people. Mm-hmm. And maybe two of those people were outstanding experts, right? Like just mm-hmm. really amazing academics. And then other two people were maybe support people like mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually a great experience because um, you kind of, you know, you hit the wall. You write something, you hit the wall. Mm-hmm. So you write something, you hit the wall. And then instead of kind of going away and wandering around and kind of thinking about it or whatever... And using that time, you just hand it off to someone else, mm-hmm. and they actually kind of get over the 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 wall. Yeah. And then when they're stuck, they hand it back to you, and or or to the third person, or you're yeah. looping around, or you're sharing bits out, right? And the, <laughs> the reason why this was really important for me was because I have like I had and did have, and even though I was quite advanced in it academically, I had a massive fear about whatever I put out there. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's actually terrible. Secretly, it's terrible. It's actually terrible. Yeah. I'm actually. Because I'm writing in an area I want to work in, I'm, I'll be ruined. It'll all be ruined. <laughs> and what this did was, I was like, it shared responsibility in that <laughs> psychologically, I was like, well, four of us think it's okay. So if it's terrible, <laughs> yeah. we're going to share the blame. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of when the first, it was actually a few, there were a few proposals in together. And what actually happened was a lot of my writing, people found my writing very useful mm-hmm. and um, I found a way to get over get over my fear and that kind of thing. And how I found it, get over my fear, is to write in a different field than I'm an expert in. So <laughs> that I actually kind of always have a get out clause of like, well, I don't know, could be totally wrong. I just, you know, make it <laughs> yeah. shiny. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and over the years, like, obviously, I, you know, I've worked with an awful lot of people and I've gotten very bossy and bolshy and being like, no, that makes no sense. Or, you know, yeah. uh, I don't understand what you're saying. And they try to explain to me and I said, no, 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 write it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so, like, but, but the way I write and a lot of what I write in work kind of often, not all the time, so sometimes I do write proposals mostly on my own, but, but mostly it merges with other people's work, right? Mm. So then it's like, it's all blended together and no one really remembers who wrote what and who's responsible mm-hmm. for what mm-hmm. and who can be blamed for. <laughs> I feel like this is how people make bad movies. Collaborative. Well, all movies are collaborative, right? They are, right? I mean, so I feel they're... like the ones that are really, really, really yeah. bad, they're like, it was a collaborative effort. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest common denominator. <laughs> yeah. So I, for me, okay, so that's how it got really... Do you know, used to writing things and other people reading them mm-hmm. uh, without negative consequences because I felt everyone else, and we, you know, plenty of proposals don't right. get funded. We're working in this yeah. high risk, high reward kind of bracket where most of the stuff we write doesn't get funded. So that's kind of like, in a way, even though fiction writing is different, I just kind of was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just something I've written. And also, right, my thesis topic was like a very serious topic and I thought it was really important and like it really, you know, I mean, I, I, I was reading reports on genocide in the middle of the night and stuff like that right so it's really really i felt the weight of the importance of getting this right mm. and i'm writing a screenplay and sure it's only a little bit of fun like you know <laughs> it doesn't matter you know yeah. and for me like it's really important that it doesn't matter right mm. so you know i think there's a thing about distancing yourself from it do you know what i mean yeah. so i feel like people can criticize my writing they're not mm. criticizing me do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. So i think can, i've gotten to yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah, so they yeah, can say, yeah. like, my writing is crap. They're not saying, mm-hmm. I'm crap. I'm yeah. a lovely person. Everybody accepts <laughs> that, right? right? But what they might say mm-hmm. is, oh, you know, it needs to be more this way or it's not mm-hmm. funny enough or blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of learned that... That distance. That distance. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I need, it is. And yeah. I've gone to classes where people are still taking mm. any criticism really personally right. mm. and it, sometimes it is that because it's maybe a memoir or maybe yeah. it's a yeah. topic that's very close to our yeah. heart or something like that and you know I always find it very hard 
I find it hard to give them compliments about yeah. their writing mm-hmm. as much as I do yeah. to give them criticism because they can't hear anything yeah. that's uh, without taking it personally. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And right. I, you know, and yeah, I just yeah. so that for me, I feel like the blog and the you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a very separate part of my life. Do you know what I mean? And again, it's not my work. It's not. I'm not paid for yeah. this. You know, yes. it's a very different part of my life. It's a hobby. It's just. Do you know, yeah. it's the way people play golf and are not expected to be professionals. <laughs> yeah. That is the way yeah. I write. And I think know? that that distancing yourself from the earth, not taking it personally, that's like a muscle. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like for me, like even though I exercise that muscle properly for the first time in a completely different field, mm-hmm. that muscle is well exercised. I'm going to write down. Don't like it. That's fine. And like. Well, happens is I so I work with you know sometimes just the most incredible people and they're really experts and everything I write in the same way as I suppose we interact in the writers club is I'm like this is just my opinion yeah. this is my advice you can take it take it or leave it, leave it. Oh, you yeah. know yeah, yeah. you can take some yeah. of it you can leave some of it yeah. up to you but here I'm giving it to you yeah. and then yeah. I forget about it and I think that for me because because of the work I do and because of specifically the work I do rather than my academic writing yeah. I, I that muscle is very well exercised yeah. so I'm like if you think it's crap, sure, that's grand. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. like, I'll be writing something new tomorrow. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You think this is crap tomorrow? I it's laughed. Be better. I laughed for five yeah. hours before I wrote the first draft. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was a great crack. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And I think, like, so that kind of thing, and I suppose that then in, in the actual, obviously, it's been through the group. Um, and a handful of my other friends have read it. Like, I'm, I'm so dispassionate about it. I was, just happened to be telling a girl in work that I did. And she's someone I get on very well with, actually. Yeah. We have a very similar sense of humour. And she said, oh, I'd love to read it. And, like, I'm kind of used yeah. to people saying, I'd love to read that. And they, they don't really they don't want really to read it. Really no. So yeah. I was kind of, she asked me twice. And I was oh. like, oh, oh, okay, I'll give it to you, you know. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. just came back and, and said, that was really funny. Like, and... Yeah. Um, so I have two kind of close friends outside the writers group who've read it and have read it and critiqued it, yeah, you know, yeah. and like, um, again, probably quite critiqued it, but like I asked them because I knew they'd have good opinions yeah, and I knew I yeah. trusted them where they came from. I didn't, I don't have to agree with them, no. but, but I thought as well, like, it's a big thing to ask someone to read your work. Like as an, it's an effort to read someone's work. Oh, it is. And yeah. I think to, it's a little bit like, I think if you're putting your work out there and getting really offended by what you're getting back, you kind of need to check yourself and yeah. you're well, not, I think maybe you you're not ready ask, to ask or yeah, something. Like, why are you asking? Yeah. I think that's a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I think like there are some people who are not comfortable putting work out there until it's finished and that's you fine know? that's yeah. fine absolutely no problem with that at all so long as you do finish something mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so or as long as just have your hobby forever and ever that's grand oh yeah 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 <laughs> but I think you know if you're asking somebody to read it yes then yeah. you have to you have to be yeah. the feedback I think growing as uh, like maturing as a writer mm-hmm. you you have to be willing to grow yeah in receiving criticism and distancing yourself from yeah the person like making it personal yeah but uh, yeah it's like a muscle yeah. I, I like that mm. analogy yeah. Like, yeah the more you use it yeah the, the mm. and then it becomes just yes. distinctive it, it like, does and i then, wouldn't even think of that as a yeah. reference and as a person, you, know, you know what hurts you know it's kind of painful at first you're like ah yeah they're rejecting me yeah. as a person and yeah. yeah but it's not at all and it's not that at all yeah, yeah it's just, but I think as well I mean I think really if you if you do want to get published and you do want to writing as a career you know you're going to submit your book to an, an editor the editor is going to change a, a lot gonna, yeah, yeah pull it apart yeah. really to be honest then it's going to go into like you're going to get like a book cover you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing you're going to have very little input onto that and then so, what about the reviews exactly. I mean people who yeah. there, there will be Somebody out there who does not, oh, who thinks you are the yes. worst writer like, on planet Earth. Yeah. yeah. 
And like, you know, if you'd like past, to hear our present podcast. and future. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Only yeah. get a good reviews. Yeah, but like I just think that if you're not able to take, you know, criticism in a in a small group, like mm. a, a class yeah, or you know, yeah. something like that, you're not ready for the real world. And, and especially <laughs> like not yeah. attacking criticism, not no, criticism no, against person. Yeah. But just like, oh I think this could be clearer. Or you know, those yeah. are all things you could go, Oh yeah, like that's that's amazing feedback. Mm. I think most writers suffer from lack of feedback, you know, lack of yeah. like, you know, lack of, you know, I suppose informed feedback actually. Well, this know? is it. Cause I think you can get a lot of feedback mm. and I think sometimes it's what you were saying yeah. about giving the, the criticism to somebody mm. and then they review that criticism and decide which pieces they're going yeah. to take yeah. and which they're going to ignore. Yes. Cause yeah. I think ultimately it does, while you're still in that drafting phase, I think it does remain your work and you need to take responsibility yeah. Yeah, you for do what you take change what you don't. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's... And it's your responsibility to see how, I mean, whatever advice or criticism that you receive, to look at your work and, and say, yeah, that okay, I can see how that, yeah, that, yeah. that I can incorporate that and then yeah. leave, leave the rest. Right. Yeah. yeah, and like, you know, and like, not feel that need to say, oh, but like, you know, not feel that need to defend every point. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, cause there's some criticisms I've gotten and I've been like, oh, I see where you're coming from, but actually I know in my head that later on this becomes relevant, so mm-hmm. that's why it's there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the rest yeah. of the criticism because exactly. that's useful. And yeah. this piece, I understand why you said it, but yeah. I'm going to leave it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Or sometimes you're like, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, but that's fine. That's like, right. you know, yeah. they're that, like, that's there's the an whole opinion. Point of feedback. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, it's, um, I think it's it's really interesting to um, I, I have this thing about importance like importance is, is is useful for me in the sense that like or lack of importance is useful for me like I'm mm-hmm. you know I think that you know I'm not saying I, when I put time into something obviously I think it's important but if I'm like I'm here because I'm having fun or I'm here because I want to mm-hmm. do this yeah. I'm not here because I think this is going to be the defining moment of my life <laughs> No. and you know I don't I suppose I don't have this expectation of like you know and now I'm going to be famous I mean, well, apart I from obviously know. podcast famous, but uh, <laughs> but I don't, like I don't think I'm going to sell my first book. I, I yeah, recognize yeah. that it might be my second or third book that really takes off and makes me famous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but like you know, it's that having that expectation of of what's acceptable success. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think, and you know, and talking about putting it out there, it's like you know. If you're going to put your writing out there, not everybody's going to love it. Yeah. So your benchmark of success can't be that everybody thinks it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's never going to happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think like all the I wrote, I think I said it to you guys when when I got my feedback from the competition. I was like, you know, it's great feedback. I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed that they didn't say I was a genius who didn't need to do any work because secretly <laughs> I hope that oh, yeah. is true of everything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I know that's not realistic, so yeah. I put that aside. And yeah. this was the best possible outcome. Other than that, right, yeah. the, dis- oh, the discovery my, of my genius. I sent my so word to a developmental editor and I was disappointed when she had notes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if she didn't have notes, why would you be hiring her? Like, it makes no sense. You know, they're to tell me I'm brilliant. Yeah, and you're then, like, get a psychiatrist, you know? <laughs> you're paying the wrong profession. I think that, like, that's, you know, I think that when talking about what we write, I think writing is inherently personal. I think, oh, you know, sure like, yeah. you put a lot of yourself into it. So I can mm. understand, and, and, like, I think we've all been sensitive about our writing. I, I'm not... You know, like I but think that's a natural process. You need to move on from us. Yes, you, you to, do. You know, draw the draw. And we all have whatever. those little moments where you're like, I didn't. What? You know, like mm-hmm. when I see competition winners, and I'm like, I haven't seen their scripts, but I'm a bit like, my idea's better. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, of course you think it, but yeah. it's, it's about you know, it's about moving beyond that. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You have to be to be a. 
published writer, you have to put your stuff out there. Yeah, you have you to. Do. You yeah. have to. Yeah. There's no way around it. I mean, unless you're going to be like Coral Frank. That's a bit of a niche, though. Unless it's going to be published on your desk, then that's it. Right. And because you, you, you had an interesting life for other non writing reasons, yeah. or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, like it is, you're going to, if you want it to be out there, I mean, and again, again, it kind of depends on what your purpose for writing is. So like lots of people write diaries, lots of people journal, oh, and it's sure. just for yourself. Yeah and, yeah. and then I think like then, you know, but if you are writing stories for other people, yeah. then you yeah. really do need to go through a process where other people say, mm-hmm. I like that. I didn't like that. I don't want you to well, understand other people that. people have or, to read it. Yeah. Right. So know? that when, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Because that's the whole purpose of writing for other people is yeah. that other people read it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I think it's. Yeah. Just for those of you who are thinking about getting your writing out out there, we're going to set up a competition. Take crazy thousand euro um, for for nine. (laughs) We promise absolutely not to read what you've written. I'll read the. uh, We can use the technique I was told that was suggest a good technique in general for marking essays, which is you throw them all down the stairs. Oh, that was the leading (laughs) surgery. Yeah. Yeah. so we'll do that. Will we? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but um, I will for, draw happy faces <laughs> in oh, the margins. Oh, do you remember I did your book cover? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I draw your book cover. Wasn't there uh, a unicorn? We, on there? Yes, a unicorn. there was. Oh. It, there are no, no unicorns in my book. <laughs> there was a unicorn Except on the cover. The cover. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that actually. Yeah. She'd be like, "Is a unicorn in her book?" Did I miss something? I was waiting to get to the unicorn. <laughs> but the thing is, by the time they realize there isn't a unicorn in your book, they've bought and paid for it. Yeah. It so, you know, so there it is. On that note. I was talking to people about the podcast, people I know have listened, um, and just, you know, uh, saying what, what would be tropes. And I was like, I think it's possible that I'm going to come up with a nefarious money making scheme in every <laughs> podcast because I think I've said something like that. How are we going to make money off? Because uh, someone said they really liked my bad prequel book idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I think that um, my inner soul is coming out. And well, we could remarket this as like a business podcast. Business. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a nefarious scheme? <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Only you see the speaker would be three. <laughs> no, the speaker would be seventeen. I'm yeah, working on the screenplay now. <laughs> Straight to the video. All right. Well, that concludes our podcast number five. Six. Thanks. Six. Oh, six. Sorry, six. I've had a Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Or follow us on Twitter at Irish Writers Pod. You can email us at irishwriterspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at irishwriterspodcast.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.